0: Welcome to our Friday Five Live podcast hosted by Meg Foster. Meg has spent 20 years in higher education focused on student success initiatives and working in areas such as orientation, faculty development, online learning, student leadership, and first year initiatives.
1: And happy Friday, everybody. We were chatting Kate and I were with Melissa a little bit since it's graduation season at so many of our institutions, um, you know, uh, feel free to let us know if you've um, survived, wrapped that experience up. I know sometimes at our colleges, it can be quite, quite an experience. Um, so we're glad to have you with us today. I do want to let you know about uh, upcoming uh, webinar we've got going on May the 23rd. This is going to be really, I Kate, I think a very timely topic as we mm. talk about Pandemic learning habits. Um, trying to frame that mm, as in a positive light, um, but I know you know we're we've talked about that, seeing that with our students this year. So um, welcome everybody. Um, it, we do really love the chat feature of our Zoom um, time together. So um, I certainly have questions for Kate that we'll talk through. But if you have questions, don't hesitate to put those in our chat, and I'll make sure that uh, we weave those um, into our conversation. So. Kate um, Muller has been kind enough to join us today. Thank you, Kate. Um, and she is the Vice President of Student Services at Coastline College and um, you know, has a great deal of extensive work in higher education at all kinds of institutions and even internationally, um, which I, just is just such a, a wealth of knowledge and background. And um, we're doing this series um, around kind of the concept of leadership in higher education um, in honor of our friend and colleague, uh, Denise Sweat. And so as Kate and I chatted, um, we're, we're just going to lean into it, right? As Denise mm-hmm. would say, just jump in, just go do that thing. It'll be great. And it, mm-hmm. and it always is. So Kate, I'm just um, delighted to get to have this conversation with you today. Um, so we're spending our f- quick 45 minutes together, really thinking about kind of looking back at this academic year, and then sort of um, ask Kate to get out her crystal ball. Uh, Denise would be proud of us um, uh, and, and dust off the crystal ball and sort of look at um, what, what we think the fall might bring us. But you're a unique institution because from my understanding, you know, you shared that the majority of your programming is online. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps you all didn't have the same kind of um, intense pivot that, you know, face-to-face, predominantly face-to-face institutions had. But as you all look back at this year um, did you see things that were surprising that your your faculty your staff were like oh um, you know maybe we thought we were not going to have to address these kinds of challenges or new sets of challenges bubbled up Um, I feel like this year has continued to be one of transition Mm -hmm. I think next year is going to be another year of transition Um, so would love just kind of as you look backwards retrospectively, you know, what kind of challenges did you see this year um, as we continue to kind of live into pandemic learning?
0: No, thank you. Yeah, and as you mentioned my college, yeah, we're about 85% distance ed, uh, online correspondence, uh, because we have a large, shared with you earlier, Meg, that we have a, a 25 to 30% of our students are, uh, in custody within California mm. corrections facilities, so it's it's an interesting blend. Uh, we already had beefed up pre-pandemic, never knowing that how much it would surface with you know in this in these circumstances. Uh, we had already beefed up our online support services, mm. and I'm grateful for that. The biggest transition at the very beginning was learning to work from home and balancing. And I don't, I can't believe I'm using the word balancing, because I don't really believe in balance. I'm going to use air quotes, balance. It's a given, give and take. There's a flow. There's a flexibility. There's never a 50-50 or turn it on, turn it off anymore, if there ever was. Anyway, with that being said, for this last year, uh, looking back at this academic year, I've seen how people have simply leaned into, this is how we work right now. Meaning Zoom meetings as our means of doing business, uh, how we are communicating with students, with each other, how we're conducting um, meetings, whether it's one-on-one, committees, etc. And I'm in a district that is a bit on the conservative side as far as health and safety. Mm-hmm. So we are still masked and we are still not 100% back online. So that's my paradigm Um, I'm aware that some other institutions are not doing masks anymore and might be back 100% of the time already. But just to share where I'm coming from with some of my comments today. And so recognizing the flexibility that current circumstances can afford us, I think, is something that people have wrapped their heads around as far as a blend of remote and on-site working, a blend of Um, how we're teaching and and how students are learning, how we're serving students. Uh, At the beginning of the pan, think back to the beginning of the pandemic versus now and you're in a Zoom meeting and it's not such a a giggle or a surprise when you see folks' cats walking across keyboards and tails in people's faces. Uh kids in the backgrounds, dogs barking at the mail carrier. You know, they're just part of our meetings now. We're almost like, mm-hmm. Where is I haven't heard your dog today. Where is he? Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we got to know each other's pets <laughs> and, and kids. And I think that's I we've been almost we've been invited into each other's homes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh as you see people's backgrounds or someone walking by, or like I said, our our, our pets, our kids those kinds of circumstances, I think we've gotten to know each other maybe a little bit on a personal level that maybe we didn't before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think that's, that's I think, very interesting. I think we'll miss some of those things as we go back to 100%. Um, and now with, you know, people use the term when op- things are opening up. At our college, we've had recently had some outdoor face-to-face events. And I think how people are, just so relieved to see yeah. each other face to face. It was what we had a, a big event a week ago, two weeks ago, Friday, this, yeah, two weeks ago. And it was very a festive. It was, you know, there was a food truck, there was a dunk tank, and yes, I got in it. Um, <laughs> raised some money for scholarships for that. But my it was almost palpable. This feeling of I want to say relief, but that's not enough. This just and it was a combination of relief and joy and just, oh, just to be in each other's company face to face and feeling safe doing it because it was outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think as we move into that, that's, people are ready for that for the most part. I don't know if everybody is. I have some notes on that for with a future question. Um and then you have moments like with the like the spring semester we have uh, we're down a couple staff members for a couple reasons, so now I'm getting back to my roots and I'm advising our student government directly, so I'm getting to work with student leaders as a VP. I don't often get to do that unless it's complaints, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just you know I hear the complaints. I don't get to you know, have fun with the students usually, mm-hmm. and I found myself how how pleasantly I was so surprised how happy I was to meet one of my student leaders face-to-face at our scholarship event last week. Mm-hmm. It was just this, I don't know, it was just this feeling I didn't expect more than, hi, great to see you. I'm always happy to see the students. But to finally meet this person <laughs> and, and, and her mother, it was just, I think that's, th- those are the surprises of just, I think, I think everybody I'm talking to is a little surprised at how much that means to folks,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how much that means to them to get back to seeing face each other face to face, being each other's company. We have a new VPI, uh, VP of instruction that started in January of this year. And she was meeting last two weeks ago at this event. She was meeting people face to face for the first time. She had met people online or by phone. Uh, so it's just like, oh my God, that's who you are. That's what you look like.
1: <laughs> right. This is what I look like. Not just from the shoulders up, right? Like, the, like this is the whole of me, right? Yeah. 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 My husband, he teaches full-time. He's tenured faculty
0: at a sister college. And he, he's in he, one of his classes, dual enrollment at a high school. And the students have the option of wearing their mask or not mask now, but he's used to seeing everybody like this, Right. And now with the students who have their mask off, he said, it's, it's actually taking him a moment to get used to what they look like without the mask and, Mm -hmm. and recognizing them because for, for three quarters of the semester, he's gotten to know them face to face this way. Mm -hmm. And it it just struck him how it wasn't just an obvious, of course, that's who that is. It was, it took him a moment with each of those students that isn't wearing a mask. I found that really intriguing.
1: And so, so I love this idea of that part of one of the kind of wonderful surprises we're, we're seeing is, I, I, I think you're right, I think in a way we had almost forgotten how helpful it was, what it meant emotionally, right? to be together in real time, in real life, not with the computer screen, but but um, together. And uh, Miles mentioned that his college um, is back doing graduation, you know, in person all in one place again. And another colleague has reminded us that um, sadly they're seeing rising COVID cases in, in their area, which I know we're certainly seeing that as well. But But I do think there's this importance of reminding, and a lot of literature is talking about this. Yesterday, I got to talk to Jessica Gifford, who does a lot of work around um, student mental health. And she's got a new project going on called Project Connect, the idea of the importance of kind of reteaching our students how important it is to connect with one another. I know that that sounds almost crazy that we have to... Have to kind of teach that behavior again, um, but that, yeah. yeah, that it's not just enough to connect via a phone, right? It's not just enough to do a text or Facetime. That we need to be intentionally pulled together um, in real time, um, in one and another's spaces.
0: And we, we have to get used to that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We've worked
0: in some some level of isolation, whether we're working at remotely at home or with our college. Or within our district, but especially at our college, people are working two or three days on site and then the rest of the time at home still currently. We expect that to change midsummer or so, but they're used to working with just a handful of people spread out in a large room in their cubicles. So I'm thinking the staff. And when we all get back together again, <laughs> it's going to be noisier and feel a little more crowded and for us to be cognizant of how we're we're feeling or how our teams are feeling to be
1: really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And well, and that's kind of a nice segue into this idea of you know, sort of are there trends that you're seeing? So we've talked about kind of this work in isolation, which it is gonna be interesting as we make that that transition back. I know our state is, I think pretty much telework is sort of coming to an end um, come July um Mm -hmm. but are there other trends that you've seen anything with students that you know you're like oh we need to be aware of these
0: yeah I mean I find the students very resilient Mm. I think many are ready to be back on site but so many were exposed to online services and online education that (laughs) um, I'll speak more about that in a little bit but that's, that's a factor. I think overall, what I'm, what I'm seeing is, I wrote down some notes and I wrote down, people are done. <laughs> they're just um, I think they're done with surprises and they're done with ambiguity and they're done with rolling with things in a way they've never, at a volume they've never had to. In student affairs, higher education, we roll with things all the time. Uh, it should be in the job description, ability to roll with things. Um, you'll see the word <laughs> flexibility, the but yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, in job description, you might see the word flexibility or able to deal with ambiguity, but they don't get specific, but it's really just, you got to be able to roll with things. There's going to be surprises, but we've had such a, a long-term <laughs> level of ambiguity and so many surprises and for such a long length of time. And I think too, and so mu- between the quantity and the length of time, people are like, oh, enough. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that, you know, God forbid, if there's another surge that at least like in our district, if there's a surge that has our board of trustees saying, okay, we're going to extend the mass and we're going to extend the remote working. I, I, I think I will see actual tears. It's just people are ready to figure out what is the new normal. <laughs> whatever that is, right? We still, that's another thing we have to be mindful of. Is, it's not gonna be what it was before, right. uh, but figuring it out and moving forward. Um, what do we learn? What do we take? What are our takeaways from these last two, two and a half years of working differently, learning differently, teaching differently, and processing that and processing, processing it together.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious, are you doing anything with your team regarding like that space to process? Because I, uh, you know, I feel like some institutions really are honoring that. I've heard a lot about honoring it for students at Mm -hmm. at colleges and universities. I'm not sure I've heard uh, as much about giving that space. And and I think you're so smart in what you're saying, because, you know, having lived, having continued to roll with it for two years plus at this point that requires a level of energy that is unsustainable and I think we're seeing that right like yes. the most depressing thing you can read right now is the expatriates of student affairs Facebook page I mean it's so heartbreaking people who are leaving the profession who love their work with students and are just they're toast and they don't feel supported um hmm so I'm wondering, are you doing any of that work? Or are you seeing any of that work kind of um, with other colleagues?
0: I haven't heard what my colleagues, like in the local area, what they're doing. I'd be curious what they plan are doing or, or are doing with their students as they, they come back on site. I know that in my position, I tend to be more focused on my student services team mem- teams my managers, my staff, my faculty, I shouldn't say my, but within student services, I felt great responsibility. And I think that's why the word I use, that's why I use the word my, I feel great responsibility and the the care and feeding of them so that they in turn, they're the ones dealing directly with students. And we have an interesting uh, timing here at Coastline College that at the time that we're going to be coming back, I should say, knock on wood, let's say around July 1st, we're gonna start back 100% of the time on site. Right as that's happening, we will have moved into a new building, all the student services and then a administration as well. Gorgeous new building. And I think we have a, I have a unique opportunity as a vice president of student services to work with the team members simultaneously on, okay, here's our new space that's going to be an adjustment for everybody they're going to love it but it's still an adjustment they've had their specific spaces on site for some you know two and a half years now um but have those opportunities uh because they'll be on site for me to do a lot of walking around and doing check-ins and talking to folks so i can stop by you know an individual cubicle or I I call it crashing. You know, department meetings. It's like, can I, you know, crash your meeting for you know a little bit and do a check-in with everybody? And whether that's still on Zoom for some folks, or depending, because we're also, I'll come back. We're also distributed. We have four sites. We have three campuses Mm -hmm. that we teach at, and one administrate this new building for student services. Um, so Zoom is going to still be a possibility for us with our distribution. But doing more check-ins because we'll have that the collective of folks there on site again. It's been more challenging to catch up with folks uh, because they're in every other day, perhaps something like that. But my point being, I think it's gonna be really important to do the check-ins, see how folks are doing, making sure the managers, finding out what the managers are and encouraging them in their care and feeding of their team members and not taking it for granted that okay everything's fine you know we're in this new shiny shiny new building and we're back on site everybody should be happy this is not going to be an easy transition for everybody
1: i think that's really and i'd love if if folks listening in or doing anything at their institutions that they found to be particularly helpful you know please um please please feel free to share that with us i you know i do i do think having that intentionality right of, mm-hmm. of care yeah. um, and and also remembering one of the things that I think our students have been really wise to to kind of continue to remind me is that they need a space to sort of grieve what was lost like oh yeah that mm-hmm. and and I, I think about um, actually my husband had the same situation where you know he was in a building that was shut down and now he is, in a brand new building in a sort of huh. week kind of thing and it was very painful for him to go back into that space that they were leaving he said it absolutely looked like something out of like a movie set that they had been gone for a year and like the newspaper was still sitting on somebody's desk from like the last day they had been there oh. and yeah. And just, oh. you know, giving space to, to say, okay, let's, let's take a second. How's everybody feeling? How mm-hmm. like being intentional about those check-ins, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we don't have to have, we don't have to have answers. I just think we just need to make sure we have provide the space for that. Exactly. Wow. You've got it. Exactly. Uh, well, I think I'm, I'm going to skip one question. We'll come back to it, but because okay. I think this is a nice segue, you know, you're leading at a distance in a lot of ways, Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a different way of kind of doing doing things. Um, and so out of this, you know, out of your experience, and, and you have such a vast, at so many different institutions, <laughs> any things that you're like, oh, I've really found this to be very helpful in, you know, continuing to motivate my team as we're all, you know, in these various kinds of places physically or online. Um, and it's a very different way to, to keep a team together, to keep people motivated and mm-hmm. um, feeling cared for. And, and one of the things I've heard a lot of feedback from colleagues is that in this kind of Zoom world, right, um, we've become sort of... Um, Oh, it's the very um, transactional, like, okay, get on, we do these things, we're done. And and so those kinds of opportunities, right, to do that sort of, I'm going to walk through and I'm going to crash your meeting. I love that. <laughs> I think I'd be honored if Kate Muller came and crashed my meeting. Um, you know, don't get to happen. So so what's, what what advice do you have for us about continuing this leadership in this space?
0: Well, and, and what you just said, it's I've had to be very mindful. I learned early on in this, in this particular job that when I show up, whether it's a zoom meeting or in an office, it's not Kate showing up as much as I want it to just be Kate walking in the door. It's the vice president of student services and showing up, whether it's to, you know, crashing a meeting or coming in just check walking through and, and, checking in on folks and taking a moment to say, hi, how are you doing? Or if you know something about, like we have one staff member whose dad had been ill and, you know, stop and say, how's your dad doing? But taking the time to really stand there and listen or sit there and listen, just showing up, being present. That might sound pithy in some ways, but it is, we take it for granted how important that is. Mm -hmm. One of the things that popped in my mind just now was one of the personal touches I was doing before the pandemic was writing birthday cards to every member of our student services team, which is about 75 staff and dozen managers. It used to be a dozen managers. We've down- had to downsize a bit. And then fellow managers as well. And, and our faculty that are in student services. And I transitioned to electronic, like <laughs> birth an email with a, with a graphic. But I can tell how much that I I will never stop that because the reactions I get, whether it was a card before or when it's by email, just think little, little things. So Mm -hmm. showing up, just being present. And then when you show up, be present. But little notes, things like that, they mean a lot. Don't ever take those for granted. And there's ways to do it by distance. Uh, The first year of the pandemic. So December 2020. Normally I would have like the, my, my, the student services managers over to my house and God bless my husband. He loves to cook. So he'd cook something or we'd Mm -hmm. get it catered. And um, obviously we're not going to do that anymore. And it wasn't safe to go to a restaurant. So I sent boxes of cookies through a particular online vendor to each of my managers at their home and they could share that if they have family at home, they could share that, or they couldn't, you know, they could make a choice, they could hide it, Uh, (laughs) but just, you know, there's things, so many things you can do um, at a distance that, that can substitute for in-person. Yeah, and, and leading at a distance, I think, I, I say that this often, it's, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that there's a lot of naysayers about learning at a distance, online education, mm-hmm. support services, teach, whether it's teaching or learning and saying, oh, that's, that's not hard or it's not substantial or what can you do at a distance to support students? How could you do activities and events online? Everybody was really, I mean, use the word forced. <laughs> we weren't left with any choice across the country at any type of institution. We had to pivot to that and some people have embraced it. One of our sister colleges is expecting to stay about 20 to 30% online, which I never thought I'd see, uh, just because it's such um, such a traditional campus, oh. uh, such a traditional atmosphere and to their credit. And that's one of the draws for students, but to hear them say, oh, no, no, we're gonna continue with, you know, Twenty to thirty percent online. I was pl- wonderfully and pleasantly surprised that they'll continue support some level of support services
1: mm-hmm. and
0: some to give students options because which is smart enrollment wise too, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Student, that, you know, you've got to manage, you know, meet student expectations to some extent, and there's going to be a lot more students that their eyes were open to the possibilities and. Really, some of the conveniences of online as a modality.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And so I think moving, you know, looking at at a distance, it's, you know, how can you do multiple modalities of teaching and support services? And making sure your team can handle the technology, that they understand it, can maximize it. Uh, Just recently, someone brought to my attention that there were several members in student services that still didn't feel confident with some of our technology oh. and I, I was very embarrassed to learn this because I was I had made the error of assuming that by now folks would be confident and I'm learning that some still aren't so how do we help them how do we help them feel confident and understand how to maximize the tools that we do have and if we're bringing on new tools like we did at any time but how do we Yeah, Mm -hmm. people adapt to that. Mm
1: -hmm. Such, yeah, yeah, such important things to to consider. And I'm I'm I can just hear Denise wanting to tell us all the importance of of meeting students where they are, right, and Mm -hmm. and listening to our students. Like I, she just she was right there. Um, Oh oh, yeah, (laughs) very much so. And I mean, it's up an important point. I mean, I know there's been a lot written in the news about. Um, California community college system and enrollment numbers. And I mean, it's, it's certainly nationwide, but I think because you all are, are the biggest system, it's, uh, you probably get a lot more airtime than you would probably like to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and so making sure that we're, we're, that's a whole other conversation. I feel like, um, about how to meet our students where they are and, and continue to attract students to our institutions and and be relevant um, time. Kate, sorry about the cough. I know I've I've got my Kleenex here because it is like prime pollen season still oh. in the state of Virginia.
0: So. Yeah, it was high 60s earlier this week and it's going to be 90 today. Oh, nice. It right. was humid earlier this week. It's 13% humidity today. <laughs>
1: With 90 degrees. Huh. 90 degrees, and I go, oh my gosh, my
0: aller- between allergies and asthma, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I think with you know, it's you, something you just said made me think. You know, it's how to, you know, discovering, continually discovering ways to connect with each other, with our students, in person, virtually, but always with meaning and intentionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-
1: so I'm right. I, I take notes, and and I love this idea of meeting, connection um, mm-hmm. with meaning and intentionality. I think that's because students see through it when there's no. Oh yeah. And our faculty and staff feel the same way, and they're, I mean, God love them. Like they, there's no space right now for something that doesn't have that that isn't an authentic. Right, we're gonna do this what's the purpose of doing this um, Mm -hmm. training or whatever um, it is. So, so that's a good, good. let's, we're going to skip, sorry, one more time, Um, skip questions. So number five. Okay. So our, our, I know that the summer is not a break, right? Like that's (laughs) the, the great, great misunderstanding of the education. Um, But, but, taking summer as a space for rest or renewal do you have any tips for yeah. for those of us listening in because um you know we all need to take care of ourselves so that we can oh.
0: take, take care, care of, of our people. students yes exactly I, and that's one of my soapbox mantras yes <laughs> i'm right there with you meg <laughs> i'm reminding folks of that whether it's you know it's one of my best friends is a college president and and she'll push and push and push herself. And I'm like, <laughs> I said that to her recently again. With this, especially this month, with all the celebrations and demands on time, I'm like, you gotta take care of yourself. You can't take care of anybody else. Um. So, I my my, my notes for this question. My it says first, don't leave renewal and rest for just the summertime. Oh, first, first and foremost. Um, it is. It t- does tend to be quieter. If nothing else, maybe we have less meetings. I know with with us as a public institution, a lot of participatory governance or shared governance, however someone might phrase it at their institution. We, I know, I have far fewer meetings. No, I don't have committee meetings and council meetings because faculty are off contract. So we have a firm commitment to no quote unquote summer magic, and we take that participatory governance very seriously. So that helps uh, disconnect a little bit. You have a little less time taken up by those things, but time just gets filled in with other things. And for student services in particular, the, t- you know, the teams in our area are, again, like you, met, you, you mentioned that there's really no downtime. There's certain mm-hmm. departments like our admissions and records there's never a quiet time for them ever, <laughs> ever. We're trying to time the move into this new building with them so that oh. you know what's the least point pain point for right. them and for the students. Anyway, um, but we need to be conscious of what our minds and body need throughout the academic year. So that's first and foremost for me. But if someone is with summer coming up and these transitions with because of the pandemic and hopefully easing up, that our lives are changing yet again. Um, you know, there needs to, if summer is the time for folks to really get into rene- re- renewal and rest, disconnect. And I feel like I really need to make those two words disconnect, just for the <laughs> emphasis of it. Uh, you know, the world turns without us being immediately available, and sometimes we don't sure. want to admit that, but it will. And yes, things are going to our emails are going to pile up, and there might be some moments that we have to clean up when we get back, but. I think, you know, the world turning without us, it's an opportunity to empower others and have someone cover your day to day so that you can step away. Hmm. It's, a, it's an opportunity for like when I when I take some time off, I try to truly take it off. I have some planned time off this summer, a week in June, two weeks in July, where I plan to disconnect outside of I trust that they will text me if it's an emergency because they know that I will look at the text. I, you know, if if there's a call, I'm going to answer it. But for the most part, I have two deans and I have them take turns and they are the acting vice president. And it's an opportunity for them. It's an opportunity for me to, to, okay, I have trust in you and it's an opportunity for them to gain some experience in that area. Cause, uh, some of my team members are looking for promotional opportunities in the mm-hmm. future. And even if they're not, they appreci- I appreciate getting, getting maybe the perspective of sitting in my chair. So <laughs> they attend some of the meetings that they normally would never attend or address some of the issues they would never, normally never have to do. It, it can be eye-opening. It can be empowering. And I the same for, say, my deans inviting their directors to cover for them for time off. But part of that also is um, assuring, you know, and if, and if we set up things like the, the, the tiny logistical things of an out of office reply for email and a phone so that they feel good about, okay, I've referred my, you know, I've referred students or whoever to someone else, I can step away. Uh, and I think in summer it can help us develop different routines for ourselves. Can, it can maybe be a reboot for some folks as we make this adjustment back to face-to-face. And like one of my new routines, and I've been doing it now for most of the pandemic, is and I I'm going to struggle if I have to give this up because the luxury of working remotely. um Every Tuesday morning, I hike at 6 a.m. with a, a friend and a, co- a friend and colleague, and we tackle these tough mountains. And as we hike, we solve all the problems of the world as we chat oh. away. But I'm thinking, okay, what, what am I going to do? And I really haven't come up with a solution. I need to talk to my supervisor to say, you know, on Tuesday mornings, can I come in later so that I can get my hike and call in after I've gotten just quickly freshened up and then I'll come in on site <laughs> because it's like, okay, prioritizing some things. And I think that's an opportunity, summer's up an opportunity to reflect because you do have maybe a little quieter time at work. And if you do take some time away, do a reset, a reboot for yourself, but look at your priorities in your, in your life. And how, what do you want to prioritize and how do you do that? How do you find that yin yang, so to speak? Cause I don't, again, I don't like the word balance. There's never a 50, 50 balance in anything.
1: Right. No, there's not. But I, and I think You're so. I love that you're saying, and then have that conversation because I think so many of us sometimes feel like we can't have that conversation, right? Like, and we're coming out of this time where we have gotten to do scheduling very differently, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And um, to be able to say it's it's an important priority to me that I that I take this hike, that I pick up my kids from the school bus. I mean, whatever Mm -hmm. whatever that thing needs to Mm -hmm. be. Um, and, and here's how we can make that work so that I'm still providing the same level of, um, you know, work, um um, for my institution. Miles has reminded us, um, and, and Kate, you would really love Miles. He's amazing. Um, that, that you kind of, he's saying encourage or demand staff to use leave aggressively, um, as campuses come back, um, mm-hmm. to in person because, um, so many of our, our teammates have surplus leave that, oh, um, yeah. they really need to use. And, and I love that idea of using your leave time, disconnect mm-hmm. one, one, thousand million percent, yes. Um, but what a great opportunity to give somebody a chance to step in and learn mm-hmm. some new skills or attend m- meetings. I think that can be so powerful because then you hear things that are differently and uh, mm-hmm. just you get to understand our organizations in different ways. So really mm-hmm. using it as a time for leadership growth is, I just, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Kate, okay. that. <laughs> Well, as we look to wrap up, so looking towards the fall semester, Mm -hmm. you gaze into the crystal ball, um, what should our faculty and staff, what do we need to be really attuned to? What do we need to be aware of? What do we need to be thinking about?
0: As I begin to answer that question, I'm realizing that I think the theme today, Meg, is intentionality.
1: Mm. Um, I think Denise would love that.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, um, absolutely. I think of her so often as I make decisions or to say yes or no to things. Um, it was such a transition to go from working on site and and on in in to go from working on site and in person to home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're you know two plus years later, it's flipping or it already has flipped for folks. We're transi- we're transitioning back, and I I alluded to this earlier. You know we need to be cognizant that this is a big deal.
1: Mm -hmm. This
0: is a thing, um, recognize that for like the woos, the extroverts, they couldn't be happier getting back. They're surrounded with colleagues and students and others might really need to ease that into that, um, might feel moments of anxiety or being overwhelmed coming back,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, figuring out how they manage many aspects of their lives because of this flipping back, um, uh, I know that when I had to, I'm trying to remember, it was, I think it was January, we started to come back on site far more often. And it took me a day or two to, to recognize what I was feeling. And even I was feeling a little anxious about, okay, how does this work now? How does this, how do, how does this work with me going on site? And what's that going to be like? Because uh, I was going back into a new temporary office that I had spent no time in. And so a different physical space in a different configuration than I've ever had before, you know, just what's, what's the, what's the mood going to be like? What's, what are the interactions going to be like? And I kind of, you know, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, like before this meeting, I threw my laundry in the dryer. It's right. <laughs> on at a, you know, at eight thirty on a Friday morning. And it's like, just having to do things differently again, that's going to be easier for some than others. And again, being in, being mindful of that is going to be very important.
1: And then I would imagine giving our teams, as we've said, that space to kind of check mm-hmm. in, reflect, how's it, mm-hmm. how is it going? How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yes, I think how- it's up
0: to us to ask really good questions, mm-hmm. not invasive questions, but not go beyond. How are you doing today? It's asking how's, How's, what's it like for you to be back more days a week now? Or when, you know, if you're in new spaces, it sounds like I'm not alone in being in new spaces.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, what, how's that feeling for you? How's this working for you? Is there anything I can, and I often will spend a meeting, whether it's a group meeting or one-on-one, it's like, okay, what can, what more can I be doing for you? I always, oh. it's like being very purposeful and then shutting up and listening,
1: <laughs> listening a lot more than we talk. And I think that is also relevant with our students. I, oh yeah. You know, I, I mean, we we just have to listen to them very purposefully about what what is it that where are your needs where. I I think this is a really important. I, I think the whole pandemic has been an important time to listen to our students, um, but especially if you're at an institution that is anxious about enrollment numbers. Oh yeah. I think more than ever, we need to sit down and really hear our students.
0: Yeah. And if enrollment's a challenge, which it is for so many right now, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like our, our budget situation, it's, we have, we have no like discretionary funds this year, or we will have none for next year. And that makes people feel, well, maybe some people feel a little insecure, like, okay, what's going to happen if our enrollments don't get up? So it's, our presence has been very mindful of the balance between a sense of urgency to increase to, for retention and increase our enrollments, mm-hmm. least, if nothing else, maintain, but hopefully increase moving forward. Cause that's a whole nother budgetary thing with hold harmless in the state of California. Um, but he's finding that if he presses the sense of urgency too far, then people start to feel, f- feel fearful. <laughs> so yeah, that, that balance of, okay, we, there is some urgency and we have to take this seriously and have, you know, strategies in place in the meantime, please don't worry about your job. That's not what I'm saying. So it's, it's been interesting as, As within President's Cabinet, for instance, we're having these conversations on how do we hit the urgency without scaring people
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: Mm -hmm. getting their attention, but not making them so fearful that they're more worried about keeping their job than they are about, hey, I've got some ideas on how we can improve things or have we thought, you know, speaking up and being part of the whole moving forward and maintaining our services and our learning. Mm
1: -hmm. those are such good points about how do we communicate that in a way that doesn't shut down Mm -hmm. our our staff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've certainly been part of organizations where when the fear is hanging over you, like a guillotine, I don't know that I I was doing my best work.
0: Well, no, you kind of duck and cut. It's that, you know, keep your, Mm -hmm. keep under the radar idea of, I'm going to put my nose down and do my business and I don't want to get on base radar. Cause that could be a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we don't, we don't want that. You know? Yeah. Like you said, you just, you don't, you're not as productive because you're just going to stay right
1: here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all good things for us to consider as we think about this. I mean, it's, it's going to be another year of, I think transition mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah. And I know I've definitely talked to a few colleagues who seem terribly surprised by this and um, that they thought we'd just go back to campus and we kind of go back to normal. Um, and mm-hmm. and our, my K-12 colleagues are certainly reminding me that that is not the case at all. Um, so um, yeah, I think that it, there's a, a lot to consider and um, making sure that we're, we're doing that kind of reflection about how how we need our year to be. Um, as leaders and then turning around and thinking about how are we um, leading those teams uh, that we have, whether those are students, whatever that might be. Um, And Joanne's right, the truth is we're gonna be living with the impact of COVID-19 for years to come. we had a great um, podcast um, the other month uh, with a colleague also from California. You're people on that West Coast, they're just amazing. And, <laughs> and we were talking about why we were so, why folks were so surprised about um, how students weren't, um, you know, faculty have expressed a lot of surprise and listeners and things about students not submitting work just being very shut down, being very kind of removed and distanced from their experience. And so um, I would, you know, feel free to listen to, to that um, conversation as well, because I think we brought up some really important things about the continued impact. And, you know, in our community colleges, certainly we, we see students move through a little more quickly, right? Two-year institutions, but um, in our four-year institutions, you know, as we graduate next year's class, we will now have no group of students that ever experienced college outside of a pandemic, oh, right? Like wow. their most recent educational memories have always involved p- pandemic learning. And so mm. that's, so I think Joanne has really hit on something that, that mm-hmm. you know, as much as we're all ready to shed the mask and hug one another and, and dunk Kate in the dunk tank and be and <laughs> back together again, this is where we're gonna keep figuring out, right? How we move forward in the best ways. For our students and our institutions mm-hmm. for many years to come. I wow,
0: hadn't thought of that, what Joanne just said. Yeah, uh, that's, a, yeah, that's remarkable.
1: So we kind of have to, I think we're gonna need to really lean into um, those chances to disconnect and reboot because um, I think that we're, we're gonna need those energy supplies um, as we continue to more, move forward. Mm-hmm. So, Well, thank you, Kate, so much for coming and having this conversation. I think this has just been the most fantastic way to wrap up a year where we've, um, you know, talked about leadership in honor of Denise and um, I think she was here with us um, to have this conversation conversation for sure today. And thank you um, everyone who who hopped on today. um, We're grateful for you and um, in this season of graduation and wrapping up this this academic year. I just hope everyone has an opportunity to take that deep breath, to to do some disconnecting, to look at what was working and what wasn't working this year and how they might move forward. Kate, very wise words that you've shared with (laughs) us today. And I think intentionality, what a fantastic word to put forward for this year to come.
0: and Thanks for the invitation. This has been fun. Thanks, everybody, for joining us.
1: Take care, everybody. We will be back in June. We're going to have that fun conversation about enrollment and what we can be thinking about at our institutions regarding student success and retention and addressing enrollment concerns. So um, we're gonna have Aaron Basco join us. He um, is a vice president for enrollment services and also writes a lot for the Chronicle of Higher Ed on on enrollment. So it's gonna be a very interesting conversation um, and a timely one too. So thanks everybody. Have a wonderful Friday and be well. And thank you Kate. You're
0: welcome, bye. Friday Five Live is brought to you by Innovative Educators. Innovative Educators offers six online services for your onboarding support and training needs. Visit us at innovativeeducators.org to see how we can support your student success initiatives.